0: Hello and welcome to Peach Pod, a Georgia politics podcast. My name is Kyle Hayes and I am your host. And for today's show, I have a quick interview to share with you that I did with Julia Bryan from Democrats Abroad. Democrats Abroad is a Democratic Party organization that is considered to be a state party, and they help Americans who are living abroad vote in federal and state elections that they're eligible to vote in. Now, you may have heard we have a pretty important election coming up, and we wanted to share with our listeners who live abroad the information they need to ensure that their vote is counted in the January runoffs. But for most of y'all who are living here in Georgia, we thought this was an interesting look at yet another piece of the system we use to administer elections. Like many aspects of our election administration system, this is one area that faced new challenges amidst the COVID-19 pandemic and has plenty of room to improve in lowering barriers to vote for voters. So let's get right into my interview with Julia Bryan. All right, joining the podcast is Julia Bryan, the Global Chair of Democrats Abroad. Julia, welcome to the podcast. Well, hello, and thanks for inviting me. So can you tell us a little bit about the work that Democrats Abroad does as it pertains to Georgia elections?
1: Absolutely. Well, first of all, Democrats Abroad is the state Democratic Party that represents all the Americans who live outside the United States. So we're one of 57 states. And our major mission is to help Americans abroad understand that they can vote, know how to vote, and that their vote counts.
0: As an, a brief aside, I'm, I'm reminded just momentarily of um, Barack Obama's saying that he visited all 57 states during the primary back in 2008. Maybe that's where that number comes from.
1: It's exactly <laughs> where that number came from. That's, that's, uh, it was, we were so excited when he said that because there are 57 primaries, in <laughs> fact, for the Democratic um, National Con- Convention.
0: So with that brief aside, I don't want to bury the lead here. Georgia has pivotal elections coming up on January fifth, And if you're a Georgian living abroad, but you're eligible to vote in the runoff elections for the US Senate and the Public Service Commission in our state, what do you need to know about how to ensure that your vote is counted in this election?
1: Well, the number one thing you need to know is that you must register every calendar year as an overseas voter that you want to vote in. And um, if you haven't received a ballot yet, you need to make sure you're acting now. We will, we'll make sure you guys have the link. It's a really, um, it's the Georgia registration link. Uh, you can go to votefromabroad.org to get more information because uh, that's the, the, the starting point for all of your registration needs. You go to votefromabroad.org, you're gonna see right in the middle of the main page uh, this information about georgia and uh, from there you can if you think you're already registered and should have gotten a ballot you can dig into the georgia registration site if you haven't registered you can register right there you can even send in your registration request via email through that site and we recommend doing it really right now
0: yeah what are some of the key deadlines that voters need to know and and i'm sure you know everyone tends to be deadline driven but but the important thing here is that you not wait wait until close to a deadline, but you act as as quickly as you can, right? That's
1: right. Um, December 7th is registration deadline for for Georgia. And that's a really important date because um, after that point, anyone you know who's from Georgia who hasn't registered yet, they are not going to be able to sign up. So if you know anybody out there who has not yet registered, make sure they're aware of that deadline. And then of course, the election is early in January, January 5th, but because of postal slowdowns, we're telling everybody, go ahead, get your ballot back, right now don't wait um send in your registration request your ballot request download your ballot and then postal mailing or courier it back and one of the things we're recommending is because of christmas slowdowns and the mad rush of packaging etc we recommend currying your ballot back in december if at all possible
0: so if you are one of those eligible georgia voters living abroad we hope that you make every effort to get your ballot in early and to be sure that it's counted but many of our listeners today likely reside in Georgia. And so, Julia, could you help our listeners understand a little bit more about who these voters are from abroad, who's eligible to vote in state and federal elections while living in another country? And can you give us a sense of of who these voters are?
1: Absolutely. Well, first of all, if you're a, a, over 18 by January 5th, you can vote outside the United, and you're a U.S. citizen, you can vote outside the United States in a federal election, regardless of whether you're temporarily abroad or permanently abroad. Now in Georgia, and every state is different, of course, in Georgia, if you are temporarily abroad, you can vote both for federal races and then down ballot. But if you're permanently abroad, if you have no plans to return, then you can only vote for federal. But of course, a a US Senate race is a federal election. So every Georgian abroad who's eligible can vote for this election. And then, the people who are living abroad—it's a really a—it's like a cross section of the United States. You know, many people live abroad for relationship reasons. Many people would live abroad because they just want to experience what it's like to, um, you know, to live outside the United States in different countries. We have a lot of teachers uh, who are um, outside the United States teaching English um, and exploring—not uh, so much right now, but uh, very often exploring the country where they're living, etc. So it's it's a nice wide swath of of humanity, really. And um, that's one of the great things about Democrats abroad is you really meet a wide subset of people.
0: And I guess in some instances, you know, one interest that these voters have in participating in in federal elections in the states is that in some instances, they're still subject to US taxes, right?
1: Oh, we're always are. I mean, if you're um, over 18 and Uh, you make above the normal threshold of like 10,000 or whatever, there's like a a scale, then you are eligible for taxation.
0: So one of the potential barriers to voting that got a lot of attention during the 2020 general election here in the States was postal service slowdowns. And I imagine that barrier can be even steeper for voters from abroad. So what process do mail-in absentee ballots go through when they have to make it from voters abroad to elections officials in the states, you know, particularly in Georgia, and knowing that process and and probably how complicated it can be. What's the most important thing voters can do to be sure that that barrier, that postal service barriers, don't keep their vote from being counted?
1: Great question. And the first thing I'd say is just remember when you're registering to to vote, you can email in, and then what you're going to do is you're going to go to the Georgia site and you're going to be downloading your ballot from. The online site onto your computer. From there, that's where you're going to need to print out your ballot, vote it, and and postal mail it back or send it back in some form of hard copy. Now, the, the great thing is that right. So there's three ways of doing that. Uh, you can do that through your embassy, though the deadline's almost passed, and you're going to need to check with your um, embassy about um, what when they think it will get back in time, um, and what the deadlines they have. Or you can do it through the U.S. through the postal system. Or thirdly, you can do it through a commercial courier system. Now, we are recommending because, again, of the um, Christmas rush, that people in December sending back their ballots use a commercial courier all the way up to January 1st or so. And, uh, And really, don't think of the deadline as January 5th. Think of the deadline as earlier, as like January 1st, 2nd, because of the time it's going to take to get your ballot back.
0: So one of the things we've grown increasingly interested in on this show is all of the policies and procedures that govern how elections are administered, and how far too often those policies and procedures can actually make it more difficult for people to cast their ballots. Y'all help voters abroad. I imagine these voters vote in maybe all 50 states or, you know, or most states in the US. Do you have a general sense of how effective most states' procedures are for helping voters abroad vote? And and what improvements could there be that states could make to be sure that when their voters are abroad, when their voters are abroad, their ballots cast from abroad do get counted?
1: Well, first of all, we help people vote in all 50 states, plus Washington, D.C., plus uh, any territory that's going to be running an election. So in the general election, uh, we actually helped Puerto Rico as well. There was an interesting governor's race, and we had people voting in Guam, America, Samoa as well. So, uh, that's, a, you know, it's interesting how um, uh, people live, really, really, they're so eager to send their, their ballots back. And one of the things that we've found, all right so there are over 8,000 local election offices scattered across all of these states and territories. So over 8,000. That means there's a lot of education to do, because while someone maybe in Georgia's Secretary of State's office is going to know what the rules are for an overseas voter, you know, we when you're having so many people being hired who, to handle the, the massive amounts of uh, vote by mail that we had this year, you're gonna have a lot of people who just don't understand the difference between a state absentee ballot and an overseas absentee ballot. Now, um, you know, one, one thing that's interesting just to get into the details a bit, overseas uh, voters are protected by something called UACAVA. It's a federal law that says, oh, these voters are, um, they have different deadlines, different um, ID requirements. Um, and different methods of sending their ballots back. In some cases, some states have that. And also even deadlines are that are extended because they're sending their ballots um, back. Like in Georgia, for example, whereas most absentee ballots have to be back on the day of the election, we have an additional three days to get our, our votes back. And that is because of the federal law um, uh, applying to these very special voters who are sending their ballots in from way far away. So I think the it's a, such a good question of how can we work together to make this voting process better. And I really think the number one thing is making sure everyone is educated all the way down to each one of these local election offices to make sure they understand the, the distinctions between state and um, the federal um, overseas voters.
0: Over the last few election cycles, it feels like some of the most pivotal elections have also been some of the closest elections in decades. That is particularly true in Georgia, where we recently had the closest governor's race that we'd had in about 50 years. And Joe Biden carried the state of Georgia in the 2020 presidential race by just over 12,000 votes do you feel like voters abroad have been more engaged in recent elections, given that their votes are increasingly important in the margin of victory in these races?
1: Well, that's certainly uh, what we are trying to make sure everyone realizes. Like, there's some great, that was great story in Virginia, remember, where the state leg- legislature was decided by one vote, and that you know that's uh, a story that we tell all the time. And then you know, in Florida, in Florida in 2018, we won the only statewide race, Democratic race, was through the overseas votes. And again, in Georgia, the same thing has happened. Where we, um, you know, sent home over almost 19,000 votes this year, well covering that 12,000 margin, that has really energized everyone, and you know, um, we have seen the results paying off. In 2020, we saw three times the traffic coming to our voter tool that we saw in 2016, and this is a result first of our um, making sure everyone. Again, we going through the three things that we always make sure people know about is that they can vote, how to vote, and that their vote counts. So it's, it's all a combination of make, of just like putting that information in front of voters. And then the other thing that's really important is that we make sure that people don't just register, but they get their ballots back because there's such a mini step process that sometimes people will get their ballots and then they just don't um, bother sending it in. So making sure they realize we're going to help protect them, count those, protect those ballots, and make sure they're counted is an important part of that process. And, you know, I um, I think it's exciting to know that the numbers went up 40 um, percent over 2016 in Georgia alone, and we're, we expect to see that same kind of percentage across all the other states.
0: Well, Julia, particularly for the voters who need to get their ballots in uh, for these runoff races, can you just remind our listeners as we close today what that website is where they can get this information to be sure that they follow all the procedures they need to to be sure their vote counts?
1: Absolutely. Go to votefromabroad.org and we're going gonna—we're really ha- happy to help you. There's a little chat bubble. If you have any questions, just go to the little chat bubble and you start saying, hey, I'm a Georgia voter and I'd really like some help. Or if you know someone who um, needs some help, we are always happy to um, email them as well. So thanks so much, everyone. And reach out to a, a Georgia voter. Make sure they're um, anyone who you know who's abroad, we almost all know at least one or two people who are living outside the United States. And they are... you know it's now's the time to get in touch
0: with them listeners you'll find that link in our show notes today you'll also find that across our social media and julia Bryan, global chair of democrats abroad thank you so much for joining the podcast well thank you kyle it was a pleasure That's our show for today. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Peach Pod. Thanks, as always, to our fantastic interns, Olivia Bauer, Peyton Childers, and Kelly Dobso for their help researching this episode. Until next time, take care, y'all.